0: And welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with Northstar Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. A wave of meeting professionals pledged to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030, 2040, or 2050 within the past year or so. But if we go back to those commitments, relatively few have really taken any action to achieve those goals. So today we're going to talk about why and how to get started. Joining me for this important discussion is Fiona Pelham of Positive Impact Events, and Amy Kramer, who heads up the sustainability initiatives for Maritz global events, and will share how her organization is implementing steps toward carbon neutral operations.
1: What if your next meeting could have it all? Breathtaking coastal views, world-class accommodations, outdoor venues as unique as your organization. Welcome to Monterey County, California. A destination with a legacy of hosting some of the most recognized businesses and leaders. This is where lasting connections begin. Are you ready for an all-inspired, all-incredibly memorable meeting? We are too. Visit meetinmonterey.com to learn more.
2: The Race to Zero Accelerator Program for event sector SMEs is for event sector businesses that are under 500 staff members. The Race to Zero is a program within UN Climate Change, UNFCCC, and the accelerator programs have been made to support different sectors take action and move forward. So there are accelerator programs for retail, for pharma, for banking, Positive Impact collaborated with UNFCCC and the SME Climate Hub to create this specific Race to Zero. There are no barriers to signing up for this Race to Zero. You just make your net zero carbon commitment, and then you receive resources to help you through those steps. And really, the reason I wanted us to have a chat is we're not seeing a big uptake on this. Yeah. And with the other accelerators, I asked the question, do we need to inspire more? Do we need to mandate it within procurement? Well,
0: Amy, why don't you tell me where you're at in this effort?
3: We, we've been talking about sustainability for many, many years. I think in the US, um, it maybe hasn't been as forthcoming as it has in other parts of the world. We are seeing a lot of interest now around how do I get involved? How does my organization fit? How does my organization influence um, the sector that we're part of or the sector that we have impact over? And really trying to drive progress forward. Our company started working very closely with Fiona years ago to talk about green efforts, climate change, all of these different things. And then in addition to that, we have also started looking at the UN development goals and how how that's related. So when we, as an organization Merits, look at this project, we started in the event sector. It has now manifested itself into really who we are as a company going forward and really embracing that on three different levels. Mm -hmm. One is absolutely the event sector and how we have influence into that. But we've also kind of flipped our strategy to say, we're first leading with our company and our people, and how are we going to really live into these commitments? And how are we making that a fabric of of ourselves and our organization? Then we are moving up to the tier of how are we influencing the events that we're part of, the solutions and services we provide, and looking at that as it impacts our clients and our work. And then the third tier is really looking at the industry as a whole. And we have multiple business units. So how are we contributing into those sectors that we're part of? How are we influencing? How are we supporting the change? Not so much from a self-promotion perspective, but really helping align and, and move that forward. So we got involved very early on, like I mentioned with Fiona, we we joined the race to zero. And where we believe we can help your charge is taking that effort out and talking about it more broadly. Right. So we did invite all of our clients and suppliers. We've been doing that. I don't know how other people who have signed this pledge, how they're taking it forward. I think that people are also struggling with all of the different efforts that are out there. So if I'm in this, can I also be signing the JMIC pledge or the EIC pledge? So everyone is just in this churn of, we want to do something. We've got to start somewhere. What's the right thing to join? We didn't just make a commitment. We're living into this. We are building a business plan around it. We are measuring our efforts. And then we're using that to tell the greater story so that we can bring others along with us. That's a lot, I know I said in a very (laughs) short time. (laughs) Amy,
2: do do you remember the measurement step from the Race to Zero? With the Race to Zero Accelerator program, people get six Uh, steps of resources and one of them is measurements and I think it would be great to hear how you just explored and played with that. Yes
3: yes so we did a lot of reading and dialogue and conversation around measurement tools and played around with a lot of different calculators. We're still in the process of doing that. We want to be very responsive to the clients and to partners that are requiring or asking us, but we also want to adopt a tool so that it's a stake in the ground that we can continue to adapt and understand it. So that was part of it. We also then wanted to help our clients with, specifically in the event sector. So we went out and we found a partner that we have formalized an agreement with that is really helping us use that measurement tool to measure a carbon footprint of an event. And then what we do is we take that audit or that score and then we help drive insights on how that event could be more net zero or how it could lean into the UN development goals.
2: Yeah, there are loads of tools yes. in the marketplace right now, loads of them. So I think th- the first thing I would point to is that when you went through the Race to Zero Accelerator program, the tools you had access to were ones that are kind of UN aligned, because yes. there are is UN measurements to use. And um, there is something coming out through UNFCCC to help the event sector, it, but hopefully they'll all use the same measurement data yes. systems. Yes. And I think that's a reason why to join something like the Race to Zero or another UN initiative to get access to those tools and then build your own tool around that.
3: Right. 100%.
2: Lauren, did you want to ask anything about that? Um, I would like to go back to what do you join? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So. The Race to Zero Accelerator program is all around having as many people as possible make this commitment. And then just like Amy's experience with Maritz, when she made the commitment, she didn't know that she could definitely get there. So she had to, and probably you still don't, so you had to go through these six steps and then start changing your way of working and using the materials or you found out that you needed to create your own resources to help you. The accelerator programme looks at, okay, how many commitments are we getting in and what are people committing to? So, they're committing to being net zero by a time of their choice, 2030, 40 or 50. They're committing to reporting regularly and they're committing to halving their emissions by 2030. Again, the Race to Zero Accelerator program looks across all sectors and looks at how we are all as a world going to reach the goal of keeping below 1.5 degrees C. And there will be potential changes to those commitments. Also, when you join the Race to Zero, if you don't deliver on your commitments, you can be removed. So Mm -hmm. you join, your company Mm -hmm. information ends up within the UN system. It can be found on the website that you've made this commitment. But if you're not, reporting then you can be taken off.
0: And so you're reporting to the to the UN platform, the Race to Zero platform,
2: or you're just reporting on your own website.
0: Okay. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. okay, so what does the reporting look like? What are people actually doing in terms of reporting?
2: Amy, do you want to talk about what your sure. report would look like?
3: Sure. So, as I m- mentioned earlier, we really needed to establish a baseline. You can be very reactive, which is you're responding to these surveys and you're, but you're not taking action upon improvement areas. We report through the CDP, which is the Carbon Disclosure Project, and it's a questionnaire that you submit on an annual basis. They take your responses and they provide you with a score. And then it's up to you to either improve upon that score or just do nothing with it. And part of it is just measuring your carbon footprint knowing what your emissions are, reporting on your waste, all of those things. So we are doing that. We are also from a policy perspective using Ecovatus, which is around four different measures. And that's like labor and human rights, it's environment, it's sustainable procurement, and then it's ethics. And so all of those also go into very similar measures. Like it's not just climate and carbon and emissions, but it's also other things. And it's having policies, we're publishing those policies and then identifying areas that you can improve. And then we can also proactively share those scores with our clients, with our stakeholders, with our traders, all of those things. And then in addition to those two measures, we have formed a business plan that we will then update, publish, and then report measurement on an annual basis. So that's our measurement approach. And those are really clear dashboards too, Lauren, that you can see and then also show progress over time. Right.
0: So my question to you is that, I think a lot of meeting planners would say, I don't have time for this. How time consuming is it for you or do you have a team of people or how labor intensive is what you're doing?
3: To really get a stake in the ground, that's the heaviest lift. To manage it and then continue to update is not that intensive. We actually have a a team of about 20 individuals and we were very grassroots because we did not have a center of excellence for this. We are advocating over time that we actually have a full sustainability or team that manages all of these things. From an event planner perspective, I think it's a little bit different because you're just focusing on the event. So we have an event manager toolkit. Those are things that are really just awareness. So mm-hmm. as you're thinking about planning, you plan differently now. We also are certifying of sustainable event professionals, and that's really in alignment with the EIC. So we've adopted that as an educational arm. And then we also have a full um, environmental well-being practice. So that's underneath our design studio. And that's really thinking about Do you just want your event to be more sustainable? Do you want to really lead with environmental design as it relates to the execution Mm. of this event? And then also how are you activating, thinking about carbon offsets, thinking about activations on site and all of those things. So it's really a holistic approach to how we are supporting our clients. And if the clients are in tune and it's part of their strategy, then this is an easy thing for them to lift because we're doing the work for them.
0: Okay. And are these steps optional? Can the meeting planner go? No, I don't want to. I'm I'm yeah. busy, and this is what it is.
3: I think because of the the push and the and the heightened um, importance of this, it's really going to be the future. Uh, we, we there's no option in the future. But at this point in time, it really is does this is this a part of what the organization what the event is actually driving forward you're we're not really met with a lot of reluctance i think sometimes people perceive sustainability as being more more expensive like do i have right. to remove my single use plastics is that going to be more expensive if i have to recycle all of these different pieces is that going to add to my cost but if we don't make these changes we're going to end up having to be mandated. And that's going to be a a government-led discipline and everyone's gonna have to do it anyway. So we're seeing a lot of interest in it. There is a sense of people feeling overwhelmed, like not knowing really where to start. So if you can have a supplier or a partner that you're working with, the lift is not as as hard.
2: And this is the concern I have sort of seeing in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are coming out and saying, I am that partner. And yeah. I think there is a danger for the event sector that we're all going to create our own little labels. And this is where it should come back to the UN work or the ISO work. And you now I would ask, Amy, are you supporting your supply chain, who are probably majority SMEs? I mean, are you thinking 80% of your supply chain or a percentage could have made a net zero commitment? And are you helping them or do you have any strategy like yeah. that?
3: So it's part of really our overall industry presence, right? So we had to first kind of put on our own mask, as they say. We needed to really understand what we needed to do because you, what we've seen is a lot of people make these commitments or make these pledges and then they do nothing. So we wanted to really live into what that commitment meant. But a big part of that commitment is also your influence that you have on your supplier partners and and your clients. And so that's really a big part of our work, which is how do we use our influence to help promote that these things are out there? We are not at all creating our own path. We are coming back to making these recommendations to the UN and to these programs so that you have consistency. I don't know that I answered your question on what are we doing? We're trying to push that. It's part of our strategy. So it's happening as we speak, but we are not mandating our clients and partners or anything like that at this point, but we are starting to really make some efforts around the procurement piece. So holding our suppliers accountable, thinking about, uh, we haven't said this yet, but one of the recommendations is can we if we're if we're adopting the CDP and ecoba per, per se, can we then expect all of our suppliers to also complete those tools so that we can show the influence that we're having and if mm. we're at this score then our suppliers should also be at these scores or have beyond the journey?
2: Absolutely and it's not just the event sector that is going through this journey. other sectors are, are feeling the same thing. I think it's worth us again saying we have, A resource which is free, which anyone can sign up for and get resources to. So, any of your supply chain could say, Yes, I've made a net zero commitment. The only barrier is it requires making a commitment and taking action. And the, the challenging journey we're on as a sector is at what point do we say, No, that's not good enough to our supply chain? Like, how long can we be? they're thinking about it and we're supporting them. And it's like you mentioned that the policy changes are on the horizon. And what we see with the accelerator program and the other accelerators is that they get a real voice when they're able to say 80% of our marketplace have made a net zero carbon commitment. Then there is a, a big announcement or there's a tension on the sector. So that's the opportunity that exists.
0: I I would guess that in general, most people in the meetings and events sector, it's not so much on their radar that the way they do business will be government mandated at some point in the near future. And they're going to have to change the way they do business, whether or not it's voluntary. <laughs> I mean, do you think that I think that would be a surprise to many people in our business?
2: I think there's this too... Two points to this. So the UK government recently made a new procurement approach. So things that are procuring over 5 million now has to have carbon reporting that comes with it. So that's an example of how the world is changing. But also, I think if you speak to young graduates coming into the industry that have grown up with an understanding of climate change is happening, Mm -hmm. they're more aware that we should be doing this.
3: Yeah. Well, there's there's mandates happening right now with corporations, big corporates. I can't remember the name, but last week someone said that you will not and cannot travel by plane if you can drive to a location or if you can take a train. And if that starts to happen, that's going to dramatically impact our sector because then we're going to have to rethink regional based events, and that's a positive thing. But. If companies start to really drive these things forward and they mandate these as restrictions, then that's going to over a period of time start to influence. And I also think that if we can be part of the positive change and provide the tools and provide, then it's gonna benefit everybody. We do have an events group, which is where I sit, but I also influence our other sister company, so we don't look at it just as events anymore it's mm. this is a merits holding company and we have an automotive division and we have a motivation division and we have an events division so how are all three of these businesses coming together which is also a huge influence
2: do you think i mean this is a question for both of you i think that the event sector is going to be able to speak the same language here as the governments and the big businesses or not.
3: I think it will get to that point. And I think as long as we are not afraid of it and we can embrace it, then we can have the change. What do you think, Lauren? I
0: think there'll be a lot of people who don't really do anything until they have to. I mm-hmm. agree that now is the time for us because we know our business to enact changes in a smart way before they're imposed upon us in maybe less smart way by governments that don't understand our business
2: as much. The imposition may come from CEOs who have made a carbon commitment through the race to zero who are looking at, okay, budget-wise, where do we spend our carbon? Oh, right. there's this thing called events. Oh, that causes carbon and money. Oh, now we can be online. So those decisions might be made by people that don't understand the right. sector. So unless we can say, we're all part of the race to zero two, 80% of your supply chain for this event will have a net zero commitment, or you can deliver this event and transform the supply chain through the delivery of the event, those narratives that they'll understand. Right. Right. Um, and I think we have a danger that we might be inventing our own things and the the corporate clients won't understand what those invented things right. are how does
0: the average small business get a- active in the race to zero
3: right well i i think starting with the accelerator program that Fiona has it doesn't cost You just have to sign up. You are provided all of those tools. Mm -hmm. You also have the EIC and JMIC, which are event industry leaders that have tons of of tools out there. I think it's just building awareness, getting educated, and then starting somewhere. There is no right or wrong to anything in this process. It's just about starting and then making your, your independent plan. But then as you're doing that, kind of combining with the industry as a whole and that's what we as a as a whole need to do more of it's not about making a name for yourself it's not about a a self-promotion or a PR it's just about doing the right thing and I think there's two schools of thought there one I don't even know how to start I and it could be just changing one small thing about your event that's going to have impact And then you add to it the next year or the next year and next year. And then over time you do become more comfortable with it. And then the second part is it's just going to cost too much. And that's a false statement too. It's, it's not, it's just being aware and putting action.
0: Right. So, On the cost, I mean, what do you say to a client who says, will it cost more?
3: I I think it's first and foremost about just doing an assessment and then setting small goals for yourself. Um, Yes, if you're going to completely transform how you do business, yes, it's going to involve cost. But the smaller things, especially for these um, more DIY and independent planners, it really is just about education. And we have all of those tools at our
1: disposal. Right.
0: So just by making a commitment, you have access to the tools, and yeah. you can learn how to measure your impact, and you can learn measures to make
3: improvements. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just excited. I I think a lot of this this focus and this and this passion is really starting to influence others. It's really about embracing where you are, not being afraid to take take a small step because those small steps start to end. To create bigger steps. I feel really good about the attention, the focus, the passion. And when we have it on ourselves and we build the confidence, then we can influence our clients. And we're starting to do that already. It, it It's contagious. Good. That's good to hear.
2: On our side, the Race to Zero sign up has not really shifted since around the COP time. So, what we can see from the numbers is that there aren't more SMEs in the event sector that are signing up. There is a lot more conversation about this. There is a lot more press about sustainability initiatives. But from our hard factual UN Race to Zero side, nothing's changing. So, the event sector won't be recognized as as changing anything. So it's how do we move that forward? How do we make the event sector's actions credible?
0: And I think that we need to take charge of that conversation so it's not the decision like Amy was mentioning that a corporation said basically no
2: more travel if you can get there by ground. It's no good how much we're talking about it if we haven't got more a credible commitment so that their corporate clients can have the same conversation with them,
0: yeah.
2: commitments yes. within the accelerator program. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much, and thank you both. Have a great day.
1: Welcome to Monterey County, California, where feeling inspired isn't just a talking point, but an indelible part of who we are. Host your meeting here and you'll be surrounded by stunning landscapes, as well as world-class attractions, dining, and activities. Take advantage of the destination-wide, all-inspired incentive, and the Monterey County CVB will help cover the costs of an unforgettable event. Visit meetinmonterey.com to learn more.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us, and check back for new episodes soon.